Hey out there to all people and rubber-faced werewolves. Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who has 20 friends who all live on his street, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? That's a straight lie, Brandon. I don't have 20 friends in general. (laughs) 20 friends is a lot. It's a lot of friends. 20 acquaintances is a lot. I've never met 20 people in my entire life. (laughs) Anyway, I'm doing fine, Brandon. How about you? Uh, I'm all right. Nice. Did you do anything exciting this week? Um, let me think here. It was a really, really quick week for me this week. I don't know what happened, but I was at work and I was like, oh my God, it's already Friday. And then, I don't know, that's my life these days. But you know what did come out this week that I'm really excited about? Diablo 2 Remastered. Whoa, Diablo 2's out? Yeah, after 20-whatever years, it's finally back again. Wow. Anyway, and I bought it. And it is ex- pretty much exactly how I played it not too long ago because I played I play Diablo pretty regularly and mm-hmm. on and off mm-hmm. for the past twenty whatever years and now it's back and it's better than well that's not really better <laughs> than ever but it's back. Is there a game that you've played more or longer than Diablo two? Diablo two is probably one of my most played games ever. Maybe World of Warcraft though, just because you know it's a little I mean, more. Yeah, World of ways. Warcraft. I think of World of Warcraft as like a way later game than Diablo 2, but like it's not relatively easy, now it's like, no, it's just a few years yeah. difference. Yeah, World of Warcraft came out in like 2004 and Diablo 2 came out in like 1999, so it's really not that much yeah, of a difference. Yeah, that's practically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, Diablo 2 is definitely one of those like most played games for me. I actually really um, used to love playing it with my brother. The one that has all the pinball machines, my brother Ryan, and mm-hmm. uh, he bought it too, and we're gonna play it again, which is awesome because that's what we used to do, you know, that's back in exciting. like the early two thousands. Uh, yeah. The only difference is that we had to share a computer back then, so we couldn't play together together. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. now you're playing it for real <laughs> simultaneously. Before it was like, all right, Ryan, get on here, and he would play on his barbarian and do stuff, and I'd be like, oh, this is awesome, and then like he'd get off, and then I would play. And <laughs> Jeez, that's so that's, that's like even worse than playing like Sonic the Hedgehog co-op or something. Yeah, a little bit, but I loved it. That was a really special time hey, of my life. To that sounds like nice brother. memories. Yeah, that's my week. That's how uh, I'm going to be spending some time here. I'll be playing some Diablo two. Maybe I'll stream it, but probably not. Because let's know, be honest, that's yeah. going to be your next twenty years. Uh maybe. I mean, if things go right, there's some issues with it a little bit, like. Um, I've had some lag in there. My maps are getting messed up a little bit. But, you know, it's just really exciting that people are excited about Diablo 2 again. And it's it's like, you know, games fill up super quick and everybody's playing it. And it's a really cool time. I don't follow the Diablo scene regularly. Like, are people more excited for this than they are for Diablo 4? It's a good question. I definitely was. I probably, you know, I might pick up Diablo 4, but Diablo 3 was a garbage game when it came out. I've talked about that on the podcast before. Um, it was really bad when it came out and then they kind of fixed things up and it's a really good game now, but even so, like it really sullied the whole situation. It makes me not really want to play it. All right. Well, I have more questions, but honestly, it's going to be too much Diablo talk and you're going to have to cut all this out. That's so fine. I'll talk more with you about Diablo later. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So what did you do this week? Anything sweet happened to you? Yeah, my week was pretty boring. Nothing really happened. Um, as that's usual. Okay. Still no, in lockdown, fine. so I'm just sitting home 
playing games when I can. Playing Psychonauts 2. Oh, nice. Okay. Do you still go to work, though, Brandon? Like, are you? Yeah, I never stopped going to work. God damn it. Can you just not go to work, Brandon? Can you just please? We could play video games more. People need their falafel, Cortland. I mean, falafels are great. Have you had falafels? They're pretty great. Yes, yes. Do you like hummus, Brandon? Yes, I love hummus. Dude, me too, right? It's so we good. We make such a good hummus. Oh, I'm going to have to come and get some <laughs> It'll be worth it. I'm going to just come to your work one day while you're working and then get hummus and then leave the country. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd say that would that would be worth it still. Well, Cortland, I feel like the moment is nigh. We have to talk about... Well, yeah. yeah, I guess so. All right. The Werewolf of Fever Swamp Part 2. All right. The conclusion Let's... to the thrilling saga... Okay, all right, let's talk Port- about it. I think I'm Portland. ready. Portland. All right, I'm Jack. How did you feel about this episode? Oh, man, Brandon. It was boring. You thought so? <laughs> yep, I did. Do you think this was more boring than the first part? Nah, it was better than the first part, but um, it was just really boring in terms of, like, so much... Do you remember that part in The Hungry Hounds when they just walked? And you were like, this huh. is really boring. Why are they just walking? You remember that? Yeah, I feel like I do remember that thing we talk about all the time. This episode kind of reminded me of Hungry Hounds. Because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of boring parts that are just like huge time wasters where this did not need to be a two-parter. I mean, it does build a bit of suspense, I suppose, but also it's very fucking boring. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good sequence or two in here. But in my recollection of this episode, and I I just watched it. Um, I literally in, just watched it. In my memory, it's like... This episode had to have been five minutes long because I can only remember one or two things happening. There's there's not a lot that goes... Like, the stuff that does happen is pretty cool, but, like, everything else is super boring. Uh, it's really disappointing. But maybe we should just talk about it. I don't know. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's get into the episode one. now. Let's get this stinker out of the way. <laughs> so, we return where we left off with our... Hero? No. Mm. With our with our with person. Our, be- <laughs> our person, Grady, aka Beans, caught yeah. in a giant net trap. He yells out to his friend Will, who's just gone, and then says to the swamp man that captured him that he's sorry. For what? What did he do? He walked into his swamp, I guess. Trespassing? Oh, okay. Even though So the, basically you know, this old man is Shrek, right? Yes. You know, like, Stay out of me swamp. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do a Shrek egg. So that's a terrible I'm not Shrek Michael impression. Myers here. Oh my. Stay let, out let me of try. my swamp. Stay out of my swamp, please. <laughs> now that's how you do it. We're not Michael Myers, okay? We're much funnier than that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the Love Guru? We are. So Beans holds out the wolf's bane that Will gave him earlier. The man throws that shit away and grunts like Frankenstein. Mm, and yes, that's all he does. I mean the monster. So I've never actually seen Frankenstein. Um, it's you know, it's all right. There's a monster in it. It's old. Yeah, I getcha. I getcha. Throws a girl blank. in the water. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know. Fires in it, maybe. I don't know. The swamp man lowers Beans down to the ground, but drags him away with him, still in the net. Back home in his swamp hut. The man drops Bean down with some more grunts. Beans asks what the man is going to do to him, 
and says people will be looking for him and promises that he won't tell anyone if he lets him go. This is the first sequence of the episode that just kind of takes way too long. But I do got to say, Brandon, this this hermit's hut is way nicer than Beans' house. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's way nicer. Like, it is decorated, and it looks so much more comfortable. no dry rot anywhere. No, no, no. Like, it looks so much more comfortable than Beans' fucking house. (laughs) So, I mean, this, this whole sequence, like, this boy believes he's going to be murdered at best. Yeah. So, like, he, he's slumped over on the side of, like, um, his his wall or whatever, and Beans is looking at this hermit. He's, like, munching on some meat as if he was in the last episode. And he's, like, looking at his fingernails because they're all nasty and sharp and stuff, and he's looking at, like, his arm hair, and Beans is like, all right, this guy's a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. And we as the audience are like, yep, he's hairy, he's a werewolf. Yeah, and then, like, they... This this whole thing like lasts way too long though. It's like it's like seriously like three or four minutes of him just being like, My family's gonna be looking for me. Oh they got guns and such It's just like shut up, beans. Yeah. The swamp man's like, I heard you tell Will that your family don't believe in guns. If only Trying to he fool doesn't me. talk at all. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't talk at all on this thing. He's just grunts and like looks at him and then like Ugh, it's so stupid. Yeah, he just talks like fucking Tim the Toolman Taylor while he's <laughs> chomping on his <laughs> drumstick. Uh-huh. <laughs> R.L. Stein really loves people just going to town on meat. It's, it's the scariest thing if you think about <laughs> when it. you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so Beans tries again to plead for his life and then skips that right to threatening that his parents are going to come and blow him away with an elephant rifle. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Does it work though, Brandon? <laughs> no. Does the hermit let him go? <laughs> the, the swamp dude picks up his own hunting rifle in response. Uh-huh. And then he hears a bird call or something outside and he looks out the window. We see that there's a huge ass full moon. The guy goes back to the net and picks at it for some reason. I don't know what he was doing. Dude, but then know. he walks back outside to howl at the moon. Oh, man. Yeah. There's a lot of awkward howling in this episode. Yeah, everyone just kind of howls. It's just like the thing to do. I don't get it. Whatever. Beans pulls out a pocket knife that he's had this whole time, Cortland. Did it it show us that he had that pocket knife, or is this just like a surprise, I have this? I think it's a surprise. I I can't remember any point where he is like, well, I've got this pocket knife. Yeah, this yeah. will come back in Act Three. It wasn't like right? it wasn't like in uh, the the Carnival, the Carnival of Doom. Where yeah, she... that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, but nah, he just has a pocket knife. So yeah, he just has it, and he could have used it at any point to either free himself or just stab this man who's going to murder him. Potentially, yes, yes. But now he frees himself. Ooh. He frees himself as the man is still distracted by the giant moon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He gets all the way home and starts locking the doors. Okay. Mom runs downstairs to see what all the hubba is, and Beans tells her... (laughs) You're gonna slip that in everywhere, aren't you? Yeah, that's an Easter egg now. Beans tells her that they gotta get the hell out of there, 
They can go to a motel or anywhere as long as it's not there. Mom says, you're really starting to scare me, Beans. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. He is scary. Yeah, he's all dirty and stuff. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind it's of like... a cool scene here. If played right, you know, this could be a pivotal moment in the Beans saga, you know? Yeah, it could be. Let's see what happens, though. I have faith in my Beans. <laughs> beans tells Mom, you should be scared. Yeah. You should be. All right, Yoda. Beans yells for the rest of his family, but Mom says Dad and Emily are both gone. Emily is apparently now able to just drive the car to town whenever she wants. How convenient, yes. Mm-hmm. Mom asks again to tell her what's wrong, and Beans yeah. tells her it was the Swamp Hermit. Yeah, she's going to be like, Mom, the Swamp Hermit just all tried to kidnap me. He dragged me to his hut in a giant net. I thought I was going to die. He threatened me with a rifle. What happens, Brandon? Mom mom takes Boy, action, right? She gets sure him. would be smart. She grabs Mom the asks, elephant rifle. Mom asks if the man hurt him or threatened yes. him. And he, and he did. He did both of those. So what does Bean say? What happens next, Brandon? Come on. Come on, Mom. Save the day. What's going on? Bean says no to both of those things. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> so it's at wow. this point, all right. like, all Beans has to do is tell the truth. Like you said. She, yeah. And and mom will be like, all right, we're fucking getting out of here. Yes. But instead, instead, Beans tells mom. He's a werewolf. Uh, boo. Come on, Beans. So you could see like the concern and like emergency in mom just completely disappear at this point. Right. She says that she doesn't have time for this shit. What is she doing then? Huh? <laughs> what, what does she not? Like, what's so important that her son's, like, panic and concern is like, fuck off. I ain't got time for this. Like, I gotta go look at deer. You know, like, what? They're in a cage. Get, up, get the <laughs> yeah. fuck out of here, mom. Yeah, like, if you don't believe in werewolves, and you shouldn't, but if you don't, and your son is, like, just completely hysterical and, like, we gotta get out of here. Everything's wrong. It's bad. You don't have to just drive away and go to the police right away. Like, maybe that's step two. But step one is you try to evaluate exactly no. what's no. making them feel step this way. Step telling your kid to fuck off and you don't got time for this shit. <laughs> that's good parenting. <laughs> I guess. What do I know? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you get all of your parenting advice from Arl Stein? <laughs> yeah. I was just really disappointed in Mom at this point. I guess. Yeah. I was really disappointed. I'm disappointed in Beans because he could have so very easily, like, gotten everything he wanted. Yeah, that's if true, he just, too. If he just, like, said what happened. I will say, though, Brandon, we get this very interesting stuff going on right now because we've never really had, you know, the main character working together with his mother, you know, and all of these anthology horror episodes we've covered so far. I can't think of a single Are You Afraid of the Dark moment where a mom and a main character were, like, teaming up. This is kind of a first. I'm trying to go back through every episode of know, television right? I've ever seen, and I, I got nothing. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is this is kind of an interesting dynamic where maybe the mom is actually going to help out a little bit. And, you know, it lasts a good chunk of time. That's why I'm kind of bringing it up. Um, It lasts another minute. It's <laughs> pretty long, but... you know. <laughs> Yeah, so Mom tells him, fuck off, and Beans yeah. gives an impassioned speech about how not everything can be explained with science. Oh my god, shut up, Beans. 
I know I just like praised you, or man, no, I didn't. I can't even no. remember. I think no. I might have a fever. I gotta get the fuck out of here, Brandon. We need to finish this episode. I'm gonna die. Well, we're almost done. So kind of, we are, and yet we're not at all. Yeah. They hear noises from outside, barking noises. Mom grabs Beans and uses him as a human shield as she walks oh. forward to investigate from a window. Mom. <laughs> I do love this part. When they get close to the window, a completely ridiculous <laughs> yeah, continue. deer puppet. Yeah. A fully grown deer puppet, is it yeah. not? A big ass deer puppet flops through the glass. Yeah, it's got antlers and stuff, and we saw the deer in the last episode, and they were baby deer. So, I don't know what the yes. fuck is going on. I was trying to figure out how to describe this, like, accurately, but also Here, I'll, describe I'll how ridiculous it looks. Yeah, so they walk by this window, R.L. Stein is on the outside, and he grabs this very fake, shitty deer mannequin thing, and he just rams it through the window, and they look so stupid. But I love it at the same time. It looks dumb, and I I couldn't figure out what it's, like, what is it supposed to be? It's supposed is to be one of the deer from Is it supposed to be one of the deer from outside, ran, yes. just ran into the window for some reason? Yeah, Because deer are dumb, and they just run into things it could either be that it ran into it or maybe like it was being ripped apart and like got thrown into the window you know but Mm. either way is stupid so okay well it looks bad and also it can't possibly be one of those deer but whatever but also it's kind of incredible yeah it's one of the most incredible things that happened so (laughs) So, i don't know if that means the bar is really that's a high bar really low yeah The family's stolen dog, Vandal, is outside barking like a maniac. Mm-hmm. The two run outside, and Mom says, Oh no, the deer. Oh, shut up, Mom. <laughs> That's the only thing she cares about, Cortland. Yeah, she's like, fuck the kids. Look at these deer. Science is very important to them, okay? She needs to know if these deer are going to get acclimated to the swamp weather, okay? That is very important research. Gosh, they're going to be millionaires after this study somehow it's like, gets done. Cure for cancer, and above that, like, you know, feeding people. the hungry, <laughs> oh, ending okay. global starvation, and then above that, can deer survive in swamps for yeah. a little bit? <laughs> oh, man. The chain link fence surrounding the deer is shredded, and in the pen, we see, like, a little bit of a deer corpse. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of intense. It's a little tense. It's a dark scene, and there's, you know, dead animals and shredded environment. Like, you know, clearly something spooky was going on here. I gotta say, overall, there's lots of death in this episode. (laughs) Not this episode, but like both of them combined with the rabbit and the deer and everything that comes forth. (laughs) A lot of death. Yeah. We go to commercial, and when we come back, Mom is holding a chewed and scratched piece of wood. And she tells Beans to call the sheriff so he can come and pick up that damn dog. She's stupid. What? Like, the wood is eaten. And she's like, that dog. Like, no, dogs don't do that. Sorry. Like, you're fucking stupid. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of fucking scientist is she? That dog just casually and quickly shredded the (laughs) chain link fence. Yeah, okay. Yep. She's dumb. And Beans (laughs) makes that point. You know, to his credit. 
He's like, mm-hmm. hey, mom, dogs can't just rip open chain link fences. But mom, don't listen to that. Chain link fences are like the dog's weaknesses, I believe, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Like even your dog couldn't break through a chain link fence. And she they're can like break through dog everything. kryptonite. Yeah. They get to the fence and they're like, oh, I'm so weak. Mom is just worried about the rest of the deer. She asks if Beans is going to help her or if she's got to do this all by herself. Yeah, she, like, wants to go wrangle these deer up. They're in the wild. I mean, essentially, they're in the wilderness now. Like, you're not going to go get deer. That's not how it works. You can't just walk up to a deer and, like, wrangle it into some place. Like, Well, hey, guess what? Yeah. These deer are out in the swamp now, and they're either going to acclimate or not. So this werewolf did just did their fucking jobs for him. Right. <laughs> just let see if they live <laughs> i mean it did kill like one to two of them but besides that <sighs> it rammed one through a window <laughs> yeah and it didn't survive experiment <laughs> over they can't make it there's too many werewolves beans turns to his dog and says you saw it didn't you boy don't worry i won't let it near you again mm. spoilers he does Mom marches right over to Vandal and slaps a leash on him. Beans yells that she doesn't know what she's doing and that Vandal is the only protection they have from the werewolf. He's not wrong. No, no, he's very right. As Mom drags the dog away to the barn, she shouts, You want to talk about werewolves, Beans? We'll talk about werewolves. Tomorrow, we'll talk about everything from werewolves to flying monkeys. That's a good line. I like that one. (laughs) It is. She drags that dog away, though. Like, she doesn't even give a fuck. No. She hates this dog. (laughs) Moms and Goosebumps, they just hate dogs. I don't know. (laughs) I think R.L. Stein. R.L. No, I think R.L. Stein loves dogs, but his mom hated dogs. I think so. Yeah, it would make sense. As mom is getting ready to lock Vandal in, she tells Beans that he needs to get his priorities straight. At that moment, Beans yells for Vandal to come to him. And the dog does, easily escaping mom. He tells her his priorities are straight, and he locks his mom in the barn. Yeah, he closes the door to the outside and then puts like a pitchfork or something through it. Yeah. And mom's banging on the door like, no, let me out, let me out. <laughs> I mean, then, as you would. Yeah, I mean, I would too, I guess. But, but my favorite part about this whole thing is that she bangs on the door for maybe... Maybe 10 seconds, and then she gives up. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else do you have to do in there? <laughs> I guess. It's a pretty big barn. Maybe there's another door? <laughs> I mean, there's a window. If a deer can flop through one, certainly Mom could. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Beans tells Mom that she'll be safe in there, and that the werewolf won't be able to get her. Mm-hmm. Which, you know. That's not entirely true, but sure. No, whatever makes you feel better. Whatever. Lock your mom away. Whatever. Make her like an easily grabbable little treat. She can't go yeah. anywhere. <laughs> exactly. But Vandal has run off now. So Beans calls out for him. But in response, Beans only hears his friend Will yelling out. Right. I forgot about Will. So Beans goes to investigate the Will residence. At the same mm-hmm. time, Emily returns home in the family car and finds the house dark. And empty. Mm. Yes. Okay. Inside Will's house, there's a lot of old-fashioned furniture and decorations. And there's a good assortment of animal heads mounted on the wall. Yeah. A lot of trophies. 
it keeps going back and forth between Beans and Emily Dude, investigating empty houses. It goes on this for is the part. so long. I'm wondering how it's done in the book. Like, does it back between Emily and, and Beans, like, in the book? Because this is super unnecessary. Like, it builds suspense pretty all right. But at the same time, like, it's super boring. This is minutes of time of them, like, wandering around. You know, Beans is in Will's house. Emily is in their own house. And it's just so long. Yeah. Like, I was fast-forwarding it through this morning, and I was like, damn, this is like five fucking minutes. It's a very big chunk of this episode. And I get what they were trying to do, like, mirroring the two kids, like, doing the same thing at the same time. Right. But nothing happens with both of them for a long time, but nothing happens with Beans at all. Yeah, yeah. And, and the problem with it is that, like, they're in essentially like the same space doing the exact same thing and nothing's happening and it's fucking boring so mm-hmm. like it's cool like it does build suspense or whatever in that regard but it's so it's just really long and really boring they panned it out a little too long yeah we've been talking about it too long well we don't have anything else to talk about <laughs> no this is most of the episode this is the episode <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your howling homeless man. Thank you so much for listening in this week. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to it all, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. We've got a lot of content available for you right now on our Patreon at patreon.com slash private island. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month and you'll get instant access to ad-free episodes the moment I'm done editing. Higher tiers get more rewards like stickers, t-shirts, bonus episodes, bloopers, and so much more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Tristan, Venice Witch, and Sarah, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Preston, Matt, Kristen, Gerilyn, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Faith, Sarah, and Angela, the Platinum Bostics, Bryce, Kathy, Farron, and Brian, and the Diamond Zebo, Michael. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Looking for the perfect companion to our podcast? Follow us on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We make and post a ton of content like memes, GIFs, videos, and more. Join us every Wednesday night for live watch parties of full-length episodes. We always love hearing from you. You can message us on Twitter, Instagram, or send us an email to privateislandpresents at gmail.com. Leave us a great review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, too. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in, everyone. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Eventually, something does happen. Beans finds a broken window and some furniture that has been shredded up. Yeah. He says out loud, They got Will! Both the kids hear a strange noise from outside at the same time. Beans quickly grabs a fireplace poker, and Emily just kind of shuffles around. But Beans somehow gathers the courage to go looking for Will in the swamp. Right. Why does he go to the swamp? I don't know. Because if the werewolves got him, like, that's where they would take him, I guess. No, the werewolves would just shred him apart right where he stands, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, they would. (laughs) 
Okay. He thinks the Swamp Man is a werewolf, and he knows the oh, Swamp right. Man captures things and takes them back to his cabin. So, okay. I guess he thinks that's werewolf's M.O. My apologies. I just, from seeing this, automatically assumed Will was the werewolf. So, my bad. My bad. <laughs> okay. What a crazy thing. Not that thing I that didn't already think that anyway, right? Back to Emily. She's still just walking around yelling out people's names. Suddenly... She hears strange growling and scratching noises coming from inside the house. What? She looks and sees that the front door is open, and we see the outline of something hairy moving in the dark. Oh my god. And I thought this part was actually pretty well done. Like, it's scary. Mm -hmm. The monster's there with her. She let it inside. It's like, oh fuck. This is like a Jurassic Park moment, yeah. So this was a really very scary sequence, and then the next shot ruins that, because it's a close-up of some dumbass-looking Muppet monster feet. But then the next shot kind of redeems it, because... Okay, we're going back and forth. I'm getting whiplash over here. (laughs) It's a pretty decent-looking monster face, I think. Yeah. With some sharp teeth. It only appears for a fraction of a second, but, you know, it's a werewolf. That's enough. Yeah, we know what it is. It's called the Werewolf of Fever Swamp, so if it was like a gorilla, I'd be like, what? That would be awesome. It kind of looks like a gorilla sometimes, though, I will say. Well, I mean, gorillas and werewolves, they're not much different. When you think about it. (laughs) (laughs) So Emily screams, of course, and she starts running in four frames a second, while a very 90s-style guitar, like, shredding song plays. It's kind of a weird match. It's kind of radical, yeah. She runs downstairs and manages to slow the beast down by throwing a couple of cardboard boxes in his path. Okay, Brandon, hold on. This is probably my favorite part of the episode, in a way, because there are so many boxes in their basement. The last mm-hmm. episode, we saw Beans throw a box into a pile of boxes outside. So not only do they have a giant box pile outside, they also just used their entire basement for boxes. But didn't we already go down in the basement that one time when they were, you know, dissecting the rabbit? Wasn't that in the basement? Huh. Uh, maybe? So they just like, all right, we're done with our autopsy. Let's throw all the boxes in here. I don't don't get it. I just assumed that the pile outside was because they had filled up the basement and they were like, oh shit, we've got all these boxes. Just chuck them over here. The least they could do is break them down. But they don't even have that much stuff in their house, so where did all these boxes come from? Were they like... It's all science equipment, Cortland. Oh, alright. You know, the only thing fine. that matters. That tracks. Yeah. They gotta have their beaker of, of uh, assorted green bubbling fluids and such. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright. No lab is complete without bubbling green sewage. <laughs> okay. It's actually just Kool-Aid, but yeah. Emily makes it outside and runs to the barn where mom has been locked up. And she closes the door just in time before the wolf catches up with her. Mom asks what the thing is, and Emily tells her it's some kind of wolf. The monster bangs on the side of the barn a few times, but then it starts digging under the walls instead. It gives up on that plan pretty quick and jumps up on the roof of the barn, trying to tear the whole damn thing off. Yeah, I don't know if, like, the footage was shot in, like, reverse, or if it was, like, sped up a little bit. It looked kind of silly, though. I thought the same thing. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. That's why we do this podcast. (laughs) Yeah? It's the only reason. We're so in sync. 
this wolf's trying to tear the roof off, but it can't do it. And then it just kind of impotently slaps at it in frustration, which I thought was pretty funny. (laughs) After a while, the wolf stops. And Mom shushes Emily, even though Emily hadn't made a sound this entire time. It's really awkward shush, too. She's just like... (laughs) Yeah. Emily's like, I fucking was shushed. What are you... Yeah, Mom, there's a fucking monster attacking us. Of course I'm shushed. (laughs) (laughs) There's a beat where nothing happens. And then the creature is back at the front door, except this time he just fucking punches right through the wall. Yeah, he like Kool-Aid mans his way. Well, not exactly. He just, just punches it. But yeah, just one arm. He's fucking, oh yeah! He punches his <laughs> way into that fucking... <laughs> you know, I gotta say, Brandon, sidebar here. I was thinking about Kool-Aid just the other night. Can you believe... Like, did you drink Kool-Aid a lot? Mm, a decent amount, I guess. We did. We we drank Kool-Aid pretty often. Can you believe that? Like, I would never give my, my son Kool-Aid these days. A fucking cup of sugar and like yeah, a gallon it's of water. So much what sugar. the fuck is wrong with us? Like what? <laughs> I can't even imagine. No offense to anybody that drinks. Kool-Aid. It's just like sugar water. Yeah, literally, it just it's sugar water with like some fucking acidic powder flavor. What the fuck? Mm, that sounds so good right now, though. Dude, I could go for a fucking bowl of sugar <laughs> with just the powder. <laughs> just cut out the middleman. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that hydration shit. It's like pixie sticks, except yeah, maybe worse. I don't know. It's like that fun dip good. thing with the candy Dude. stick, except without the candy <laughs> stick. You just pour the it in your mouth. Candy stick's my favorite part. I don't. <laughs> I like the candy stick too, even though it was just like a big thing of chalk. I love chalk. Well, I don't love chalk. I love like tums though. I used to eat tums like they were candy when I was little. <laughs> All right. And I still do today, these <laughs> folks. Sorry. Mm, delicious. Some things don't change. Pop I'm a like, oh, of man. I think I might have heartburn. And then I <laughs> look around <laughs> and open up the Tums and then eat. It's <laughs> 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 oh, my life, guys. <laughs> so this werewolf punched through the wall. And Mom grabs some kind of tool and slaps that bad boy on the wrist. The monster howls wow. in pain. And then we swap back to the boring part of the story with Beans looking for Will and Vandal in the swamp. Beans is walking in the dark, and he hears the sound of a hawk screaming, and he slaps at the trees near him with his with his poker, and it's kind of hilarious. I I was kind of zoned out at this point. <laughs> it might it might be the best part of the episode, so you should watch it again. Oh, okay, okay, I will. The hawk screeches, and he just like. As a reflex, he just starts slapping at the trees. (laughs) Okay, that sounds pretty great. (laughs) Beans calls out to the heavens that if Will can hear him, that he should answer. And as he does, something howls in the distance. (gasps) Then that damn werewolf from the barn pops out and starts chasing Beans at four frames per second. The boy runs away fast, but he hears a sound and he stops and turns around. Right, okay. The net. But, like, who fucking cares, dude? Just run. Yeah. If I was being chased by a werewolf and they got caught in a net, I would automatically assume that they have sharp claws and they're going to shred through it really quickly. Like they would shred through my body. Right? Yeah. I would take that as, like, uh, you know, this will allow me to get a head start. Like, get a little bit ahead. Not turn back around and be like, ha ha, I gotcha. Yeah. Then from the back, the way that Beans was running pops the old swamp man. 
Oh yeah, Swamp Man. He grabs Beans' shoulders and says, Guard him! Before running off in the direction of the net. Okay. So, he does no words. Yep, he does. He was just being annoying to that child <laughs> that he trapped in a net for no reason. Yes, he very easily could have just explained the situation. He could have been like, hey folks, <laughs> I'm a hermit. My apologies. Let me get you out of that net, child. I'm actually good. It's weird. He could have explained away everything with just a few simple words that we know he knows, but that's okay. You know what? Doesn't matter. I mean, in like less than five words, he could have explained the entire plot to this episode and saved us a lot of time, but he doesn't. Here's what he could have done. He could have said, I thought Yoose was a werewolf, (laughs) but nope. 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 The man approaches the beast and he tells it, I've been waiting a long time for this. Good impersonation. You took my wife and children. Everything I ever loved. I swore one day I would take your heart the way you took mine. Really good job, Brandon. Thank you. Yeah. I thought that was a... took a lot. That was actually a pretty little good speech for him there. I think here's what's going to happen. R.L. Stein's going to hear this and he's going to say, Brandon, I want you as the old hermit. And he'll look at me and be like, you can be beans. And I'll be like, no. (laughs) Ha ha, you're beans. (laughs) But then the man takes a closer look and he sees that the trap contains not a snarling werewolf creature. What? But a damn deer. Those fucking things just get everywhere. What the hell? Deer just jump into things, man. If you... Got a deer hooked in a net, right? And it flung mm-hmm. up out of the air, and you were walking towards it. You would immediately notice that it wasn't a like a, a growling werewolf. It's clearly a deer. What is going on? Yeah. Um. One thing about deer is that they also kind of don't shut up. So no, they if don't. you had a deer in a net, it would be like Meow, or whatever deer sound like, and you would be know all, like, it's not a wolf. And be like, oh, oh, I'm a deer. You know, like come on. Yeah. It would not make so, wolf sounds. I, I, it was just a very patient deer that was just like, I'm just going to wait for you to let me out of this trap so I can go run into something else. Oh my god. So far these deer are not acclimating yeah, very well to this This is, this is not looking good for the experiment. Like, these damn deer can't even keep themselves alive for a minute. <laughs> this is like the fucking like happening, but with deer. <laughs> Three of them are already dead, and there was only like four of them. (laughs) So the swamp man sees that it's a deer, and he shouts at Beans to run. And Beans does, but not before the werewolf jumps out and mauls the swamp man. Yeah, so the swamp man's dead. He's fucking dead. As far as we know, yeah. He's murdered. Wow. (sighs) Alright. The monster does catch up to Beans pretty quickly, though. And it stands over the boy, ready to chomp him all up. But then, Cortland, the previously mentioned lunar eclipse begins. That was a pretty cool thing. Like, I like that this happened. Yes, it was mentioned in last part that this lunar eclipse was coming up. And we don't know if Emily got her tickets or not, but it's happening. Mm. It was really funny to me that um, this lunar eclipse happened. Because this is one of those things where if I was watching it as a kid, I wouldn't have like put two and two together. I would have just been like, what? This is what werewolves do? This is, you know, lore <laughs> of werewolves now? They just suddenly half transform out of werewolfness? I, I didn't know. But um, 
Yeah, with the lunar eclipse, I thought that was cool. I've never, I don't watch many werewolf things, but uh, I thought it was a really cool twist on the werewolf. You know? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. the The moon's light is covered up by shadow, so whatever dumb power werewolves get from the moon is gone. The wolf freaks the fuck out and starts spinning and pawing at the air. It falls on the ground and moans. Beans takes a closer look at the werewolf and sees... Surprise, surprise, Cortland. It's his friend, it's Emily. Will. Oh, what? It's Will? I thought it was going to be the dad. You never saw this coming. No, sure didn't. It would make sense that it was the dad because the dad is nowhere in the story. In part two... He might as well not exist. Yeah, I would be fine with it being the dad. Like, it's cool. It's fine with it being Will, too. Like, it's a nice twist, so it's no big deal. It's a twist, and at least they're not on the moon so far. <laughs> oh, God. Will tells Beans to go away. Beans points out the obvious here, saying, You're the werewolf. Will warns his friend that he doesn't really want to hurt him, but he still totally could. Yeah. Yeah, because it's that classic, like, Oh, I can't can't control myself when I turn wolf, you know. Yeah, he's just a teen wolf. He can't control it yet. The eclipse is starting to pass now, and the moon is coming back out. Will warns Beans again to run, but Beans doesn't. (laughs) No, he doesn't. So when Will turns back into the monster, all he has to do is turn and grab Beans, who feebly smacks at the monster's arms. Just then, Cortland, it's Vandal to the rescue. Oh, there's that fucking dog. I thought he got trapped in a net. He probably did. He chewed his way out. He can chew through chain link fences and (laughs) net traps like nothing. Right. Forgot about that. The dog runs up and attacks the wolf, biting his arm and knocking him down into the watery bog. Pretty cool. Yeah. The monster claws at the air as it sinks under the water. And Beans just casually watches his friend die and then walks away. He does. He's like, well, sorry, Will, as he's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. No, I I was absolutely certain that he was going to, like, save him. Nope. But no. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, fucking get him. Yeah, the it, Will, werewolf Will just gets sucked into the bottom of the swamp, and Beans is like, hmm, well, now there's only <laughs> one kid on the block. <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. So, yeah, he's dead. He is I, dead. I love in stories where dogs, like, protect people against other animals. Yeah, for sure. And I'm mainly thinking here about the classic movie, Look Who's Talking Now. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen that, so tell me more. All right. Well, Rox, voiced by Danny DeVito, is a dog who... Hmm protects Kirstie Alley from... Wait, is it Kirstie Alley or is it John Travolta? <laughs> I don't know. It's, the only it's thing one of the two parents. It's one of the two parents stuck in the snow with wolves and Rox saves them. Interesting. I thought that was the one with the house or the apartment fire. Is that the first movie? I don't know. Okay. I mainly watched Look Who's Talking Now. <laughs> I started okay. with part three. There's a, That's three? <laughs> yeah. There's a look who's talking too with Rosie O'Donnell. Like, come on. No. Rosie O'Donnell. Hold Roseanne. on, hold on. Roseanne. Yes, Barr, it's right? Roseanne. Okay. It's, there's look who's talking too with Roseanne. <laughs> the first one is uh who plays the voice of the baby in the first one? Uh Bruce Willis. 
Okay, that's a pretty good baby. All right. Yes. It sounds like everything went downhill after the first one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Look who's talking now is pretty fucking dope. <laughs> When's the last time you saw it, though, Brandon? Maybe 20 years ago? When's the last time you saw Encino, man? Maybe 10 years ago? All right. All right, never mind. No further questions on old movies. Okay. Well, let's continue on with the shit. Okay. All right. <sighs> Later that evening, or the next one, who can say? The family is sitting at the dinner table. Mom says school starts the next day, and Emily just wants there to be some non-werewolf boys there. Shut up, Emily. All right. Dad says, all right, listen up, kids. By the way, Dad's here. He exists. <laughs> He's back. He's back. He's not quite better than ever at all. He No, he's worse than ever because all his deer are dead. <laughs> you had one job, Dad. Oh, man. Dad says, I know you were attacked by some kind of humanoid wolf creature, but there is no evidence to suggest it was a werewolf. Shut up, Dad. You weren't even there. <laughs> no, he really wasn't. God. Beans counters, except what I saw. And Emily adds... And you haven't seen Will around, have you? And Dad has to admit that it's true. Their dog did murder the boy next door. But still, there has to be some rational explanation. Mom's like, who cares? That's all in the past. <laughs> but the big takeaway from all this for them is that everyone was wrong about Vandal, who it turns out was a good boy after all. He was a sweetie. Yeah. Now he gets dinner scraps every night. Yeah, it's a good life. Nobody knows where he came from still, though, so that's kind of weird. Doesn't matter. He's just some <laughs> dog. I thought he was going to be a person, and I was like, if Arl Stein gave us two fucking episodes where people turn into dogs <laughs> in one season, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> Not going to lie. Uh, I thought the same thing. I thought for a moment there that maybe Vandal was Will, and then I was like, no, Will's totally the werewolf. Like I thought... I thought maybe as well, but then I remembered there is a scene where Will and Vandal are in it, so... Oh, right, that's true. Yep, that's what that's, that's what cut that out for me. We cut to later that night, where Mom and Dad are just kind of suspiciously peering into Beans' room as he sleeps. Okay. Dad asks how he's doing, and Mom says he seems okay. Dad responds, maybe he's finally over those nightmares... And it was at this point, Cortland, that I was like, all right, here we go. Here's the moon reveal where this is yeah. some experiment they're doing to like be like, I wonder oh, how they'll right. acclimate to Earth. Mm -hmm. But no, uh, we co close in on the covers of the bed and the werewolf pops out. Yeah. But that doesn't matter because it, that's just a nightmare. Well, yeah. Oh, let's just finish it up. We're almost done. So that's a nightmare. Beans pops up in bed all sweaty. He tells himself, it's only a dream. Mm -hmm. We see the moon, full as always, and then in the bog, a muddy wolf skull rises from the water. That is legit the best part of the episode, though. That's cool. That was, like, fucking sweet. Like, it shows the bog, and then the wolf skull of Will the werewolf just, like, pops yes. up a little bit. It's like, yep, he's dead, you guys. It wasn't, it wasn't Will in that bed. Yep. The young boy died in pain. Yeah, he drowned in fucking... He drowned in green, slimy mashed potatoes. And then he was decomposed instantly. Instantly. <laughs> this is like the same <laughs> night. 
That's probably the best part. Yeah. That, that, there's like some sort of fucking bacteria in, in that swamp that just literally eats through everything. Don't bogs do the opposite? Aren't aren't there yeah, like bog mummies that preserve? That get preserved? Yeah, they get preserved. There's howling in the distance and Beans gets out of bed and walks onto the balcony. He puts his hands to his mouth and he joins in howling at the moon. Yeah. What? We end on a freeze frame of his sweaty lips puckered and his eyes wide. <laughs> Why you gotta say things like that, Brandon? I'm describing it exactly as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I got a couple of questions. I know we have a little bit with R.L. Stein. You know, he's our boy, whatever. But with this episode, so when they open up the door and there's the werewolf there, are they mm-hmm. trying to... Like, I was confused. Were they, like, trying to say they went to the bog and they scooped up Will, they held him in his room, like, hostage? Or are they saying that uh, Beans is the new werewolf of Fever Swamp? Like, I feel like it's the later, but I was confused a little bit. I think maybe it was, like you said, it was the latter, but it doesn't matter because it it's just a dream. Was it, though? Was it a dream? I, I think so. I mean, he woke up from it. Yeah, but then why did he get up and howl at the moon? I guess since the moon is full, like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he was letting out a howl for his friend, Will. Oh, right, right. One last howl out for the homie. Okay. But why did the hermit also do this howl to the moon? Like, he was in no way, shape, or form sweaty or a werewolf. No, he wasn't sweaty at all. Yeah, he was calm, cool, and collective. I can't explain it, Cortland. Everyone just howls at the moon in this episode. Fine. Whatever. We're done. We're done. I got no answers. It doesn't... I don't know. It's okay. It doesn't really need to be answered anyway. It doesn't really fucking matter. So the episode continues here, and we come back to our boy, R.L. Stein. Nice. R.L. says that he hopes that we weren't too scared by the story. Aw. How nice of He assures us that there's no such thing as a werewolf, but then... He waves to us goodbye, but his arm is a werewolf arm. What? Not my boy. So dumb. Yeah, I love it. These are all Stein parts. (laughs) They're so sloppy. Yeah, he waves to us with his werewolf arm, and then he, like, puts it in front of him, you know, like, across his stomach or whatever. Yeah. Like, just to make sure we've seen it. (laughs) Very awkwardly, he puts it in front of him. (laughs) I feel like uh, when they were developing the show, they're like, oh, man, Arl Stein's going to be like our Crypt Keeper. He's yeah. going to be like our Rod Serling. He's going to introduce every episode. But then they very quickly were like, oh, shit, <laughs> this guy's yeah. fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did he introduce himself for um, Stay Out of the Basement? I don't think he did, did he? I don't think he did. He wasn't like, hey, folks, this one's about an abusive dad. <laughs> this one's about my dad. <laughs> oh, somebody messaged me on Twitter, I think it was, and they were like, you know, these Arl Stein episodes, they're good, but it'd be better if Arl Stein's mom and dad were in it again. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about them. <laughs> I forgot about that, too. <laughs> so that's the woman who hated dogs. Yeah, right? And that's the abusive dad. Huh. What do you know? What a couple of knuckleheads. Bah. That's a good thing that Arl Stein got back at him and fucking scared the life out of them. 
he murdered them to get back at his horrible childhood. <laughs> ah, we should write the Wikipedia page for Arlstein. I'm on it. Nice. Cortland, What's up? That, that ends season one of Goosebumps yeah, for us. We're, we're done with season one. Amazing. I can't, I can't believe it already. Like, it's it's been a while. It's been, you know, like five months or whatever, but it feels like it just happened. So that's... Yeah, it's been longer than a Are You Afraid of the Dark season, hasn't it? More than 13 episodes for sure. 19 episodes, I think. Yeah. We're going to have 20 for a whole season. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, but we're done. Cortland, I think the moral for this story was pretty clear. Um, okay. I, what was it? <laughs> what was your guess as the moral? My, the moral is dogs can't fucking rip through chain link fences, you dumbass. That's a good one. Yeah, I think it's actually just murder everything. Murder the deer, murder the old swamp hermit, murder the kid next door. So, murder. That's the moral. Just murder with a period at the end. Yeah, there's no repercussions for your actions. That's a good one. It works. It works in this story. Yeah, Beans is fine. He gets to go to bed and sweat it out, you know, whatever. (laughs) Do you think you could come up with an alternate title for the werewolf of fever swamp because that's not a great title but it also yeah. is kind of descriptive it's pretty good like it pretty much i mean that i wish the fever played a little bit more of a part in this episode grady mm-hmm. sweats like twice and it's like oh boy you know but whatever um the life and times of four deer the life's and death they're all oh. dead one of them may have escaped right the ones unaccounted for no, he's gone. How about the shit house? Mm, welcome to shit house. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. Uh, the boy next door? No, the werewolf next door? That'd be a little bit too much of a spoiler. That though. sounds like a Goosebumps title. It so does, I, th- right? I think that's a winner. Okay. All right. Well, Cortland, next week we're going mm-hmm. to discuss the whole season. That's good, yeah. So we're going to rate some stuff like we do, you know. Yeah. Uh, Get into the nitty gritty of all the finer details of everything we just watched for the last, like, 19 weeks. Yeah, all the things that I've probably forgotten. Right. We're going to answer uh, your guys' questions. Yeah. It should be a fun get some time. Like, good questions. It'll be fun, because it'll be a nice little break from having to do the notes and stuff. It'll be great. It'll be nice. It always is. All right. Well, I'm excited to join you next week for the Goosebump Season 1 wrap-up episode. Wrap-up! You're going to have to start thinking about art, Brandon. You're going to have to get working on that. Yeah. exciting. We'll we'll have to uh, think of what defined Season 1 of Goosebumps the most. All I remember is that mustache from Tower of Terror, so... Hmm. All I remember is hands! 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 (laughs) Hands! Hands! Oh, yeah. And I remember gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, I think we're going to have a lot to work with. I think so. I think so. But that's all coming up. That's it for tonight. I have been up all night. Oh, yeah. Right? Me too. I'll see you guys next week. All right. See you next week, Brandon. Bye, everybody. Bye.